Namaste, beautiful mama, and welcome to the Hope for Moms and Unhappy Marriages podcast. You are with Sir Today Budgen, a mama who suffered throughout her marriage, but found my true self in the most beautiful way. I'm here to help you find hope in what you may think is a hopeless situation. I'm here to help you go within and ignite all of the changes and transformations you desire. One step at a time. Today, I'm so excited because uh, I'm going to be reading to you. I read to you on episode six. I started, um, actually, I didn't start. I, I read pages, I believe, 97 to 103 from the book, a New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. And today I've been, been inspired to start from the beginning. And I am so, oh my God, like, I feel so good about this because I just know, I just know that this book is so transformational on its own. And even to read it again, I'm excited. So... So saying that, I would love for you to just listen with an open heart and let's see what lessons and teachings that we can take away from this beautiful book. So I'm starting from chapter one. It's called The Flowering of Human Consciousness, a vocation. Earth, 114 million years ago, one morning just after sunrise. The first flower ever to appear on the earth opens up to receive the rays of the sun. Prior to this momentous event that hurdles an evolutionary transformation in the life of plants, the planet had already been covered in vegetation for millions of years. The first flower probably did not survive for long. The flowers must have remained rare and isolated phenomenon since conditions were most likely not yet favorable for a widespread flowering to occur. One day, however, a crucial threshold was reached, and suddenly there would have been an explosion of color and scent all over the planet. If a perceiving consciousness had been there to witness it. Much later... Those delicate and fragrant beings we call flowers would come to play an essential part in the evolution of consciousness of other species. Humans would increasingly be drawn to and fascinated by them. As the consciousness of human beings developed, flowers were most likely the first thing they came to value and had no utilitarian purpose for them. That is to say was not linked in some way to survival. They provided inspiration to countless artists, poets, and mystics. Jesus tells us to contemplate the flower and learn from how they live. The Buddha is said to have given a silent sermon, once during which he held up a flower and gazed at it. After a while, one of those present, a monk called Mahak, Kasyapa began to smile. He is said to have been the only one who had understood the sermon. According to legend, that smile, that is to say realization, 
was handed down by 28 successive masters and much later became the origin of Zen. Seeing beauty in a flower could awaken humans, however briefly, to the beauty that is an essential part of their own innermost being, their true nature. The first recognition of beauty was one of the most significant events in the evolution of human consciousness. The feelings of joy and love are intrinsically connected to that recognition. Without our fully realizing it, flowers would become for us an expression in form of that which is most high, most sacred, and ultimately formless within ourselves. Flowers, more fleeting, more ethereal, and more delicate than the plants out of which they emerge would become like messengers from, other, from another realm, like a bridge between the world of physical form and the formless. They not only had a scent that was delicate and pleasing to humans, but also brought a fragrance from the realm of spirit. Using the word enlightenment, in a wider sense than the conventionally accepted one, we could look upon flowers as the enlightenment of plants. Any life form in any realm, mineral, vegetable, animal, or human, can be said to undergo enlightenment. It is, however, an extremely rare occurrence since it is more than an evolutionary progression. It also implies a discontinuity in its development, a leap to an entirely different level of being, and, most important, a lessening of materiality. What could be heavier and more impenetrable than a rock, the densest of all forms? And yet some rocks undergo a change in their molecular structure, turn into crystals, and so become transparent to the light. Some carbons under inconceivable heat and pressure turn into diamonds, and some heavy minerals into other precious stones. Most crawling reptilians, the most earthbound of all creatures, have remained unchanged for millions of years. Some, however, grew feathers and wings and turned into birds, thus defying the force of gravity that had held them for so long. They don't become better at crawling or walking, but transcended crawling and walking entirely. Since time, immemorial flowers, crystals, precious stones and birds have held special significance for the human spirit. Like all life forms, they are, of course, temporary manifestations of the underlying one life, one consciousness. Their special significance and the reason why humans feel such fascination for and infinity with them can be attributed to their ethereal quality. Once there is a certain degree of presence of still and alert attention in human beings' perceptions, 
They can sense the divine life essence, the one indwelling consciousness or spirit in every creature, every life form, recognize it as one with their own essence and so love it as themselves. Until this happens, however, most humans see only the outer forms, unaware of the inner essence, just as they are unaware of their own essence and identify only with their own physical and psychological form. In the case of a flower, crystal, precious stone, or bird, however, even someone with little or no presence can occasionally sense that there is more there than the mere physical existence of that form, without knowing that this is the reason why he or she is drawn toward it, feels an infinity with it. Because of its ethereal nature, its form obscures the indwelling spirit to a lesser degree than is the case with other life forms. The exception to this are all newborn life forms, babies, puppies, kittens, lambs, and so on. They are fragile, fragile, delicate, not yet firmly established in materiality. And Innocent, a sweetness and beauty that are not of this world will shine through them. They delight even relatively insensitive humans. So when you are alert and contemplate a flower, crystal, or bird without naming it mentally, it becomes a window for you into the formless. There is an inner opening, however slight, into the realm of spirit. This is why these three enlightened life forms have played such an important part in the evolution of human consciousness since ancient times. Why, for example, the jewel in the lotus flower is a central symbol of Buddhism and a white bird, the dove, signifies the Holy Spirit in Christianity. They have been preparing the ground for a more profound shift in planetary consciousness that is destined to take place in the human species. This is the spiritual awakening that we are beginning to witness now. Okay, my beautiful soul, I am going to stop there. That was four and a half pages of absolutely amazing transformational information that took me to heights out of this dimension. And I want to go back and I want to just, um, let's relate to it. Let's see how we can take what we just read and bring it forth into our lives today. And I'm also going to share with you why I'm so super excited. Um, I just, like, I was reading the chapter and I realized why I was so inspired to start from the beginning of this book with you. And the lessons and the teachings and the realizations that I had for me personally. So the very first thing he mentioned was the sunrise. And I just want to take a moment and appreciate the sun. Let's just give our love to this powerful energy that keeps us alive. Without it, we would be non-existent. So let's just take a moment and thank the sun for being 
so amazing and consistent in the energy that it provides for us. Thank you. Moving on, I think it's really important to understand the fact when he said, he gave the example of the flowers in the beginning of the chapter, how they were, the plants did not flower until they had the right conditions for it. And I think that is very important to understand because sometimes we want transformation and change, but we are not in the right space for it. We are not in the right conditions for it. And it is inevitable transformation and evolution and awakening to our higher selves or human higher human consciousness is inevitable it is part of evolution but we first need to be in the right conditions just as the plant had the right conditionings which was maybe the right amount of sunlight and the right the earth was in in the right direction or place at that time to flower to give birth to flowers and sometimes you know we try to do something and we try to make changes in our lives I remember in my marriage you know I was hurting so much and I was trying to feel better and trying to do what I knew in my heart was was right, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It was like I was trying to evolve, but my inside conditions, my inside space was not uh, correct at that time. I wasn't ready to embrace what I was, my worth, what I deserve, the full, complete me to just be and embody the authentic me and make the changes that I knew I needed to make with ease. And that's why I kept on falling back, even sometimes further than where I started. And it left me more frustrated and more weak and just tired. So then again, I would live in the pain that I was living in. And then I would try again to feel better and to move forward in my life. And then I would fall again. And it became a very vicious cycle. I felt like a hamster in a hamster wheel and then I would have emotions of high emotions and then low emotions and you know there's so much turmoil inside and it simply was because like I said the environment within me wasn't right for me to thrive and to rise and to grow and evolve and become the authentic me. So saying that, if you are 
where I was. Just know that you need to create space within you. You need to go within. And that is going to start, oh my God, a whole symphony of synchronizations telling the universe that you are ready to accept your truth and things are going to start to change with ease and this is exactly exactly (laughs) exactly what I'm working on now exactly what I'm being driven to create for you a very easy simple way to signal to the universe that I'm ready You know, when we look at something like a flower, for example, and we stop, because I'm sure that you've seen a flower or uh, a scene in nature or uh, like he was saying, the birds flying, you know, or crystal and just being in that moment of awe. Wow. It takes you back, right? And I love the fact that that is the window, the beauty of what we are seeing. We're seeing the true essence of the flower, of the bird, of the crystal, or whatever it is you're seeing. You're seeing past the outside and you're going within and that is opening a window for you to meet yourself exactly at the level of what you are seeing in the flower or whatever you are looking at It is giving you the opportunity to see yourself as your true nature, the the formless you, right? And that, again, is so beautiful. And... This is why when we go for a walk and we look up in the sky or we see, you know, the stars and the moon and, and we're just in, wow, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like all the clutter in our mind just disappears for that one brief second or however long you're in that moment and you just stop and you come back to who you really are. So the next time that this happens to you, just know that that moment that brief moment of oh wow like that is your true essence and that is what you should be feeling more of right it's so beautiful it's so beautiful I'm just and I'm just gonna put this here because This is also part of 
my journey and my life purpose, I want you to think about what you see in the mirror. And how that makes you feel. I just want you to think about that. And I want you to think about if you can see the beauty in a flower, in the moon, in the sun. You know, that feeling that you get. Right? That takes you back to who you really are. Imagine seeing that in your reflection. This is another part of my life purpose is to help you see yourself as the divine, beautiful being that you are, opening that window, creating that space for you to evolve and to awaken consciously. Okay, I just I just had to put that in there because I feel like it's such a perfect, perfect chapter, right? Do you see now why I had to read this chapter, why I was inspired to read it? Because it is so aligned to me and what I am doing at the moment. It's just like a confirmation that, listen, the universe is telling me you are on the right track. And thank you, universe, for that. And just a little side note here, this is how the universe brings things to us in such a beautiful flow, but only when we're ready. Okay, another thing that I absolutely loved was when you think you can't progress anymore or when you think that you're stuck like the plant for example that didn't evolve for how many generations and years you can you really can or like the rock how he used the example of the rock it's a solid form it can't get any more solid than that but then yes it can it can evolve into a crystal, into a diamond, into precious stones. So what I got out of that is even as much as you think you're stuck, there is hope. There is hope, my love. There is hope. And like the reptilians... This is beautiful. Um, like the reptilians, how they they didn't learn how to crawl better or walk better. They learned how to fly. They grew feathers and wings and they flew. And how I related to this, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, is we get better at covering up our feelings and we get better at hiding what we feel inside when we can fly, right? 
when we can spread our wings and evolve and soar and be free. When we are ready, of course. Wow, I just think that this was such a beautiful realignment with ourselves, with our true selves, with the formless us, with the higher part of our being, whatever you want to call it. I just, I loved it. Thank you so much for being here with me. And I cannot wait to continue to read this book with you and to bring it to light and where we are now. So thank you again. And I think it's just a perfect opportunity for you to maybe go outside, have a walk and make the intention to see beautiful things. And when you do, and you get that moment of stillness and you're in awe of its beauty, just remind yourself that that is the true you. And that is what is waiting for you when you rise. I just... You know, it's not even that it's waiting for you. It's there. It's there. It's there. It's always there. It's just you can't see it at this moment. But you can surely feel it. And this is where we want to be. We want to feel more connected to who we truly are, to what we truly are more often right so that we can fly thank you i love you i i'm so excited and good things are coming have a very beautiful day and i'm always here i will always be here shining my light upon you until you find your light shining so bright within yourself until you find the true you thank you goodbye